going all the way back to season one for this one, man. This is a Knuckleheads classic with one of the true and last OGs in the league, man. We got UD, Udonis Haslam, OG. Bro. During this episode, man, we talked about all things Miami. Got some real good Pat Riley stories. We touched on D-Wade because that year he was in his last season doing a tour. Today... Getting love from Heat Nation all over and just the whole general, you know, the NBA fraternity. He got his own section in the in arena, section 305. Man, how is it for us still to see UD having this impact on the team in a different way, but still being extremely impactful for that team and the culture over there in Miami? Man, it's just crazy, man. We seeing the last of a dying breed, man. He an OG, but it's been a beautiful career to watch, man. He won championships. He helped win championships. A kid that's from there and get all that from the team, like that's like a. I can't wait to see the movie. He the truest meaning of going from underdog to being the hometown hero and all that. Like this man, when you when I first met UD back in 1996 at Adidas camp, bro, he was huge. He was not the dude you see today. He went. Worked on his body, changed his whole everything, and had a 20-year career with the same team that entails him being impactful for championships and being a part of a culture that's one of the best in the business. And, like, his jersey is going up in the arena, and he's going to have a statue or something like that there because UD is truly the OG and Mr. Miami, man. We aired this episode on April 16, 2019. Y'all definitely need to tap in and check out the real true OG, Udonis Haslam. Straight up. The first question, we always like kind of started off like this is, who was the first person to like, Bust your ass, like give you buckets <laughs> that you was like, oh, he got all them on me. In the league? In the in league. The, the league. first person and you was like, man, this is a high level game right here. This, this ain't college no more. Man, one time I had to go I mellow. I went right. This was Denver? Nah, Denver it, was, it was with the Knicks. Oh, okay. They hit us for, I think, I don't know if we won the game or not, but I know he had 50 that night. <laughs> but I didn't get all them 50. He was already hot when I got on him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel like you got some of it. Yeah, that. man, but you know how that is, man. You hate to be the one that coach put in to cut the water off. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody already cooking so with you grease. Like you a fireman, put the fire I out. got hit too. Bop, bop, bop. They wasn't, I wasn't ready. I thought I was. I thought you was ready for he was, that. He was cooking with grease. You know, everybody know Melo put that ball in the hole now. He was he in New York or that. Miami. He was, he was in New York, and they played us in Miami. And it was part of the Big Three era too. Oh. So, um, I mean, credit what credit do. I mean, we, we threw everything but the kitchen sink at him that night. You tuned in to the Knuckleheads. We out here in Miami, man. We chilling with Mr. Miami, my main man, Udonis Haslam. Heat lifer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Major Miami yes, representative, yes, man. Yes, it's an honor having you with I us. Appreciate y'all, boys, man. Appreciate y'all, boys, man. Yes, sir. Very man cavish. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. I'm honored, brother. Honored. 
This is Q Rich and D Miles and Knuckleheads. We culture pushers. That's when I knew I was like, I'm going to be a rebel. This is Fact Finder right here. This is a story that people don't know. Can't call me soft and you can't disrespect where I'm from. I did deal with a lot of losers and that shit sucked. Now I got to get crap. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. But it's always good vibes. Yo, what are y'all doing here? I thought I was just coming over to watch the game and you guys got microphones set up in the backyard and... Okay. I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. Play the power forward position. I feel like the power forward. That's your position. Mm-hmm. Who's the the power forward that, that like gave you work and you was like, man, he he got that on me. Hmm. There ain't been too many. I tell you that. <laughs> Few and far in between, my boy. But um, I mean, everybody talk about you know the, the finals that I had against Dirk. Um, you know, when we won the championship and, you know, how I was able to be such a huge, huge asset defensively against him. But, you know what I'm saying, Dirk is probably something that I had never seen before. So up until that finals where I had some success defensively, you know, it was it was a tough cover. You know, he was very tough cover. You never really see power forwards setting ball screens on the side and then coming off triple screens on the baseline yeah. as a power forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was very uncomfortable. So before even getting into that series, having a game plan for him in that series, yeah, yeah, yeah he he put some, he put a couple of things on me. <laughs> he, he put a couple of things on me. So I, I, I was already I was already seasoned by the time I got into that finals against him. Yeah. So you was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to go, and I had got tired of my homeboys telling me. Oh man, let dirt tear your ass up. You know how your homeboys do, boy. You know, yeah, they got to go home me. and hear that. Oh man, that was my motivation in the final. Man, I got to go home and hear these boys with this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I got to go home and hear these boys with this bullshit. I always like that. I can't let nobody embarrass me on TV. Man, listen here, man. Hear about it. My boy, people gonna tell me about it. Ain't nothing worse than your homeboys when you get cooked. Ooh, that's, that's a fact. They gonna they gonna they gonna they gonna roast you. They gonna tell you exactly yeah, how it was. You in any type of highlight to this day, right now, they be like, "Oh yeah, I seen you right there under the go with Vince Windmill yeah, that joint." Uh, yeah, hey, <laughs> oh, you want to talk to me like that? You ain't do that shit to dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they get on you, man. I don't yeah. want to hear that. Well, I don't want to hear that. Your, your high school, I can't even think of the name of it no more. Miami Senior Stingerees, Miami, Miami Senior up, High School. My bad. My bad. Uh, no disrespect. But champs. Why, why did champs? You, why did you choose that high school? And tell I, them how they I, I ducked. Was, okay, so my high school. Then we ain't duck y'all, man. We we, we, we wanted all the smoke. That's how them young Thundercats talk. We <laughs> yeah. wanted all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nah, we um, you know, I was born. I was born in Miami. Um, actually, uh, you know, until I was ten years old. Um, and then uh, I moved around a lot uh, as a kid. So, um, you know, I, I was raised, you know, by my father and my stepmother. Um, and I ended up going to uh, Jacksonville for about four years. And that's actually when I picked up a basketball. Because growing and raised, you know, down here, we just play football, 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 mm-hmm. football. That's all we do. So, you know, down here, I was actually a football player. You know, I ended up moving to Jacksonville for a little while. My stepmom's job, um, you know, relocated us. So um, I ended up playing basketball up there. And, and that's when, you know, basketball came kind of natural. So, you know, I moved back down here, you know, to finish up school. And I ended up going to Miami High. You know, everybody know Northwestern down here. That's where my daddy went. My daddy was a Dade County player of the year. He a legend, you know, uh-huh. basketball-wise, and that's where he wanted me to go. He probably ain't talked to me for about a month when I decided <laughs> to go to Miami High, but I went to Miami High, played for Frank Martin. Man, it was the best decision I ever made. 
best decision I ever made, man. I, I, I not only got, you know, a great basketball education, but I got another mentor, you know, and as an inner city kid, yeah. you can never have too many mentors, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like another right. father figure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you call Frank five in the morning, he'll come pick you up. That's yeah. kind of coach he was. You played with Steve Blake. I played with Steve Blake with the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, I was there in high school playing with Steve Man, Blake. you know, we kicked Blake out of the gym. He used to want to come play with us, and we used to kick him out of the gym. We yeah. ain't this white boy, come on, make it out of here, man. You ain't from here. You ain't like he. And he kept coming back, and yeah. we kept. And then when he, and then when we finally let him play, because the thing was, our high school was already kind of envy for success. Yeah. So the last thing we wanted to do was add more envy with yeah. bringing in a guy like Steve Blake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was already a hell of a talent where he was at. So it just would have caused more problems for us. But we couldn't deny his talent. Yeah. Couldn't deny his talent. And when he finally came in and played so. with us. Shit, everybody else had to take a step back because yeah. he, 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 was, he was our starting point guard from that point on. Yeah. You know what I mean? He a tough one. He a tough one. Did you, you know what I'm saying? Varsity, like, yeah. when you first got there? Yeah. On, on, I, I, I always played. I played always yeah, in varsity football and basketball the whole time. Shit, when I was there, we won back to back. And before I got there, they had just won one. So it was three in a row. So, okay. so. We were supposed to play Q down. So what happened with that we game? Supposed play we were supposed to play y'all because yeah, you know we was the we man, was the best. Man, listen here. Let me, let, you let me tell you something, man. In America, everything happened for a reason. But I sure wish that game would have happened because there would have been something to talk about today. But it, the state of Florida, there's a law where you're not allowed to play. Well, there was at, around our time. I'm, I'm not sure what the rules are now. There's a law that you're not allowed to play games on Sundays. So the game that we were supposed to travel out of town and play them on their turf was going to yeah. be on a Sunday. Yeah. They ain't want no problem. But y'all supposed to came to Chicago. Yeah, we supposed to came up there. Because I know in Illinois, <clears throat> it's a little that we can't go 200 miles when we play. We couldn't go 200 miles outside of our state. Okay. To play anybody. Yeah, you know we were supposed man? to go play them in Chicago. So, so I, I know y'all yeah. probably had to yeah. come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were going to go to their turf. We would have ran that up. We wanted all the smoke, man. Like these Thundercats say, man, we wanted all that, man. We wanted all that. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I was about fifty pounds heavier too, boy. That was, that was big, <laughs> hey, UD. Hey, I'd have got I'd have got curious on that chamber. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to get around me. Now I'd have had to try to keep up on the way back down. Now <laughs> you came up in the circuit like we came up in the circuit. It was camps and like you remember all them players, the rankings mm -hmm. and all the players. Yeah. Just tell us like this is where I first met you. Yeah. What, what about the, 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 the camps and stuff? Because you know it'd be in camps. It'd be them Florida boys and them Texas boys and them Shot Town boys, them Illinois. Yeah. Boy, them, them B more boys, them Cali boys. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It was like it was all it was. Um, but tell us like the circuit and the, and the players that you seen coming up that you was like, man, he dope. I met Q. You know what I'm saying? And I, I first met him, and we actually clicked and vibe, which was right. crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? On, on some real, you know what I'm saying? We vibe. You know, it was yeah. all good. It was all love. Whenever I seen him after that point, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And you know when you when you going to those camps, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us ain't never really been outside our environment. So when you get in other yeah. circles around other people, man, you don't know how to react, man. You yeah. kind of stick to yourself, like I ain't fucking. You, know, you, you stick know? to your, yeah. your state or your clip. You know what I'm saying? State. So <laughs> yeah. So for me to vibe with somebody like that, that was rare. You know what I'm saying? So I always valued that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Understanding that. Um, but you not know, T Mac. I played with T Mac, Trace McGrady, Keon Doolin. Yeah. I had the first chance to see Mike Miller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know I was gonna be playing with Mike obviously and going to college with Mike but you know watching this team and they, they had nobody black on their team so yeah. I just thought I was just going to be wasting my time but yeah. we was playing the next game I ended up watching you know I see this guy bringing the ball up the court shooting <laughs> posting up running the point rebounding 
And I'm like, man, this, this is a unicorn. We hear about this, but we don't see this. Right. I ain't ever seen how, a white boy like this. What is this? That's right. how Nick Collins like, This is crazy. Kirk, when I was coming to AAU, Nick Collins and Kurt Heinrich was like the same way. They man, I was like, hold on, man. Squad, what? They used to be. I was cold. like, man, listen, he made an impression on me because you know what? Yeah. You got to listen. I ain't listen. I ain't saying, but you got, I got to see it. Yeah. So once I seen that, because like I said, you only know what you grew up around, what you see, and what's your environment. I ain't right. never seen nobody play like that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, at that point, we ended up going to the University of Florida together. So, you know, it was those those were some of the influences, some of the guys that I had the chance to see, man. Do you do do you remember when you got to the University of Florida, right? Um, I don't, I can't remember whether it was your first Y'all or your second us. year. Yeah, I remember that. They came on yeah, up they to beat the us. United Center, I, I, <laughs> played against them. Right, listen, man. Blue Demons up. from Deep Park. Y'all yeah. was ranked higher than yeah, us, too. Y'all was ranked like number 10 we or was, 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 was number 10 or something. We was. We was. They was ranked. We was. Came we on was. up in that UC. We was. Y'all was like, look at you. This, this is true. This is true. And I forgot about that. Bah, bah, Damn. Bah, 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 I should have left that high school yeah. story. I should have left that high school story alone. I remember what I had, but I know I, I had that, 20 plus. I should have left you know that high school story alone. <laughs> That's what I should have did, because then he would have never brought this up. Now, yeah. I, I, I think I remember, I don't know his numbers, but I know he had a double-double. I remember yeah, that. You know, uh, he definitely you know. had a double, because I think around that time or, or that year, you was like leading the nation in double-doubles or yeah. something like that. Like, I, yeah, I, I always respected that, so I think my, he got to the money now. My, one of the kids from my high school right now played wide receiver for the Miami Herd. Yes, sir. Smart man, kid. Jeff Thomas, man. Smart kid. A good player. And, uh, Smart kid. You from Miami. Mr. Miami. Smart kid. Smart why not, kid. Why not the Hurricanes and and go to the Gators? What what, what made you choose the Gators? Like Smart kid. <laughs> Just like I said about, about about your young fella, I was a smart kid, man. I understood for me to be able to be where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be, I got to get out of this environment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, it, I just, I needed to get away, but not out of the state of Florida because I can't stay in the cold. Yeah. So I was like, you know, at that time, um, you know, my, my high school teammate, Brent Wright, had went to the University of Florida. Um, you know, my, my other high school teammate, Silver Robinson, had signed to go to the University of Florida. Shout out, Silver. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my dog. So he signed to go to Florida. And then um, Steve Blake was also in the recruitment to go to Florida. So yeah. um, it was something that was looking like it was going to be a lot of guys going to Florida. And Anthony Grant was the assistant at Florida at that time. Also went to Miami High, my high school. Grant from over town. Like, he... He like, you know, plugged like that. So it just felt comfortable for me to go to the University of Florida. And, and like I said, still get out of this, get out of Miami, but still be close to home. Yeah. Talk about after college and your process. You went undrafted, went overseas to France, and then came back and then really, really got it in and made your way into the league the hard way, you know what I'm saying? Came through the back door, but once you got in, you know what I'm saying? You changed your body completely. Man. Like, I'll never forget when I first saw you. Like, man, you I'm from the, like, listen, Yo. man, I'm going to be real, man. I gave myself one night to throw a pity party when I got to France. One night, I was felt bad for myself. And I had a bottle of Hennessy and a black and mild. Listen. <laughs> and that was my one night to feel bad for myself. Yeah. One night to feel bad for myself. Shout out to sponsors. The, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not a coincidence, man. I had a bottle of Hennessy and a back in my eye. And I, and I sit and I sat in on my back porch. They gave me a nice little crib. I had a nice little car. First night I got there, man, I sat on my back porch and I said, man, ain't no way I'm supposed to be here. Ain't no way I'm supposed to be here. And from that point on, I had made a, I made a, a point to myself. I stayed, on, I stayed on American time. So I used to sleep during the day and be up at night. 
Because mm. in my mind, I'm saying this ain't this ain't it. I'm just here for a little bit. I'm going to be back home. So I never got on French time. So, you know what I'm saying? I used to be up, you know what I'm saying, for the games. You know what I'm saying? Then I come home, I stay up, and then I go to sleep during the day. I take a nap, I go to practice. Then I come home, take another nap, then I be up all night. And I just stayed on that schedule, man, just that mindset. Like, I ain't finna be here like that. I'm up out of here after this year. Yeah. And so from there, you went to the heat summer league. Yeah, right? man, I had, I got, I came back, you know what I'm saying? I had some, uh, some offers. Uh, the heat summer league was the first one, and then off San Antonio was the second one. So, um, you know, I show up to the heat, man. It's about 50 people in there, and they only keeping one. <laughs> I'm like, hold on now. It sound like, uh, I don't know. So, you know, there's a lot of veteran guys in there, too. So it's like, you know, for them to take a chance on a young guy at that time, which was me, I didn't know how that was going to play out. But I know at the end of the day, I was going to do everything that I could do possibly, you know, in my power to, you know, put myself in a position to make that team, man. And it was just something small, man, like kind of catapulted to me being where I'm at today. It was just a play going on. You know, it was a loose ball, ball rolled. I chased it almost down there to half court, grabbed the ball, and then Riles blew the whistle. And he looked at me like, you know, I thought I did something wrong. He was like, well, uh, why didn't you stop? I said, well, we, you know, it was live play. You know, that whistle ain't blow. And he just smiled at me. And it was just something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like they always tell you, you never know when people watching. It was just something like that, man. With him, I guess he seen something in me with just a play like that where everybody stopped except for me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of catapulted me here today. You know, just the little things. Yeah. We played with Lamar Odom. That's my guy. When you got to the league, you got an opportunity to play with Lamar Odom. Like, mm-hmm. how, was, how was L.O. to you? Love he's L.O., like man. The, I love L.O., We man. love L.O. Love like. L.O., man. I had so much fun. I learned so much from L.O., man. You know, king of the, of the shit talking, man. Like, he, <laughs> listen, man. He, listen, every day after practice, it's a one-on-one with L.O. Every day after practice is a one-on-one because he done sold somebody out. <laughs> so now he got to play. Now he got to play one-on-one with somebody after practice because he done sold them out for the first for an hour and a half, and now they want all the action after practice in a one-on-one. You know how that is, man. I, 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 I love Lo, man. We had some good times, man. It, it was fun, you know, playing with him and and also learning from him. You know what I'm saying? He's a good dude, man. I always had much respect for Lo. That's what's up. You won a championship and you won it with. Gary Payton, Jason Williams, White Chocolate, Shaquille O'Neal, Lonzo Mourning, D-Wade, like Antoine Walker. Mm-hmm. Like you won a championship with them, and I know these was guys that you was looking at on on TV just a couple of years ago, or you know what I'm saying, being a fan mm-hmm. of the NBA and a fan of the game, and now you just in it with them, going all the way to the championship and winning the championship with them. How did that feel? Man, like, was that surreal? It was crazy because the first NBA jersey I ever owned was an Alonzo Morning jersey. And I, I ain't even pay for it. I couldn't afford it. I got it from my homeboy, Buckwheat. Shout out, Buckwheat. Shout out, Buck, Overtown. Town is for life, man. My dog, <laughs> he hooked me up with my first Alonzo Morning jersey, man. And to have the opportunity to play with Alonzo Morning, like, that's crazy to me. You know, yeah. that's crazy to me. You know, have the opportunity to see the glove, you know, playing with Sean Kemp and all that and have the opportunity to go out there and play with him. Yeah. You know, is another honor, you, you know, like yeah. playing for Pat Riley. You know what I'm saying? I think it took me a year to get comfortable around Pat. You know, the right. great Pat Riley and, you know, just being around greatness. Just talk about You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what Pat, I wanted like, to ask you, know you know like, like Pat like Riley. Some, and I remember you got when coached I first, by Pat Riley. I, mm-hmm. I remember when I first got here, mm-hmm. it was only you and JJ. It was mm-hmm. the only ones here at that time. I came in, it was middle of the summer, everybody was gone and everything. 
I'm fresh from the airport. I didn't mm-hmm. get to go to the hotel or nothing. I come straight in. They got me dropping my bags yeah. and getting straight down to my to my boxes and getting weight and body fat right away. You D sitting there looking at me like, damn, dog, they trying you right now. Like, Red, you ain't even been to, he like, you ain't even been to the hotel. Off the rip. I'm ain't, like, ain't I ain't even, he like, ain't man, even he adjusted like, to the time. First thing he said, he said, damn Pat, boy. He said, damn Pat. And like, tell me like one of the craziest, like, but, the epitome of Pat. The culture, Pat. the culture is real. You know what I mean? When people talk about it and you hear about it, the culture is real. You know, he he believes in being the hardest working team, unliked, a little nasty. You know, he believes in that culture and that culture has been successful. So, you know, there are standards that come with that that's expected. Mm-hmm. To be the best athlete you can possibly be, you got to be in shape first and foremost. And he believes in that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, I don't know nothing else. You know what I'm saying? And there's times where I'll be like, damn, boy, body fat today. I can't eat nothing tonight. I want to eat this. I want to eat that. You know, I want to have a sip. I will have a sip of this. Or I have a sip of that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I don't think that if I wasn't as disciplined as I am now, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 16 years later, I might not be here having the same success that I have. It's two sides to it. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to give up something. You know what I'm saying? You can't have your cake and eat it too all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. AKI, you can't eat it too all the time. Sometimes you got to sacrifice certain things, man. So, you know, I don't regret none of that, man. I got three rings. I'm going to lead and rebound the organization. I done did something, right? And he's had something to do with that. You know what I'm saying? I've had a lot to do with it, but he's definitely had something to do with that success as well. Like, I, I, tell, I tell them all the time. Well, not just him, but, like, when we go out to dinner, when we out on the road, or when mm-hmm. we going out, like, if we going to a club, whatever mm-hmm. we doing, like, you literally – are being conscious about it, like yo, yeah, it's like, a lifestyle, you quit boy. Tripping, bro. Like, it's you a know lifestyle. We get, like, it's like, a lifestyle. I'll never hey. forget, like we went it's to the Bahamas, me, D. Wright, and J. O. And you know, we came like that, that was the first time, like we over, we over there on on All Star break, hanging out, and and, and we all. Basically policing each other, like, yo, bro, you, I don't know what you're doing it's with that daiquiri right bro. there, bro. It's you tripping, lifestyle, like, bro. I'm telling you. Then we all get back and go straight from the plane to the steam room, <laughs> ride the bike and do all of that, because we know when first thing in the morning, you about, you know what you're about to get. It's so a lifestyle, bro. At the end of the day, I'm locked in. Like, regardless of whether, you know, my career ends this year or next year, whenever it ends, I'm going to continue to live my life, you know, like this because I see the results of being healthy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, you know, it ain't for everybody, but, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I credit them for, like, how I changed my body. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. You saw me beforehand, and he saw the entire process, literally. Like, he... Him and James Jones was in the gym with me. How many Remember times did I running? throw up every yeah. single and day? Bill running, come dog. take pitch. I thought running, I was dog. about to be done. I Bill was... took the pitch and was like, Listen. he gave me a Gatorade, and I'm sitting there. He was like, all right. You ready to finish? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I remember the first time you ran. I think you came up there, and I think I ended up running with you. Because you told me you was yeah. like, bro, you still should be down there on the treadmill. You yeah. shouldn't come up here like yeah. you ain't. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you don't really ain't running to jump up in here. You in this fight like this <laughs> I said, here, bro? This. I said, nah, you don't want to jump in this fight like this, Q Rich. You might well go ahead and go on downstairs first. For real, you like you start out on the treadmill yeah, boy, first, hey. but like just, I'm like, man, I'm a oh. but that monkey jumped on that boy back. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was early, man. Throwed up right oh, there. Man. Then Bill came. And took the picture. Oh uh, man! Uh, but it was all water. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he was doing. Was high. I don't know if he thought he was high. He need to hydrate some more, man. He threw it up all water. I said, "Damn, that's the first thing not to do. Drink all that damn water." Now, when you about to come up here? But I lost. I, 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 I can't. Be dry. Yeah, you get hydrated during the workout, right. <laughs> not before. 
<laughs> bro, him and Jay, him and JJ was looking yeah, at me laughing. Damn. <laughs> I remember one day UD said, hey, bro, I ain't even going too much about lie to you. He said, Right now, they just seeing how far they could go with you, bro. Yeah. Like he, like they throwing everything. At you, it's just bro. like because it's a mindset, man. The things we do, um, you know, before a training camp is, you know, we do a, a you know, the conditioning test. You know what I'm saying? And it's, wow. it's not really basketball oriented because that, everybody know that play basketball know that to get in basketball shape, you just got to play basketball. Yeah. You can run on a treadmill, you can run sprints all you want. Yeah. You don't, until you play basketball, basketball you ain't gonna get in basketball shape. shape. So man. this test is just completely mental. Yeah. So I was just telling Kirish, man, as he was going through it all, I was like, man, it's mental, bro. It's, it's mental. You right. know what I'm saying? Just that's that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And when I get mad, when I feel like somebody pushing me in, you know, or something to do, like the last thing I'm gonna let you see is like me bending down and all tired. So if you want to keep running, I'm gonna keep running. I'm gonna be tired as hell, but I ain't finna let you get the satisfaction of seeing me bent down, can't stand up no yeah. more how, and all that. Damn I, all that. How, how proud was I when I stopped throwing up? Like Man, I was telling listen, everybody like, yo, I ain't, this is today because, the first day I ain't throwing up. Like, like a little kid. <laughs> well, yeah, because at, the end, because, at the end of, because at the end of the day, we all been there. I had to lose a lot of weight too. So I've been there. So I know once you finally get to that point where you cross that bridge, you know what I'm saying? And, and you you see the results in yourself athletically, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you see the way you changing as far as your stamina and all that, man. Like, yeah. I know how that feel, you know what I'm saying? I lost all my weight. I did a 360. It was just different for me just because I came from Europe. So when yeah. I came back, I had been gone for nine months, so people seemed like a whole nother person. Yeah. I actually watched Q Rich as he was going through the process, process. You know what I'm saying? So I know how I feel when you cross that bridge. You're like, damn, boy, I got that monkey off yeah, my back. Like uh, I was proud of Draymond Green for shedding that baby fat off him and and getting more toned yeah. up. Yeah, because yeah. he, he became a better player mm -hmm. when he toned yeah. himself yeah. up and he moved better yeah. and moved around and been more. He definitely they, moved that Kevin needle Love for them. Kevin Love did it too. Yeah, he definitely moved that needle for them weight, defensively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Love too. K Love like a whole different yeah, player than what he was in Minnesota. Minnesota. So yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like a whole he different like player. The thing is, once you lose it, keeping it off though, because that, that becomes, you know, easy to do is just let it come back on. Especially if, you know, if you retire and walk away from the game. That's that's the biggest situation that you got to probably face. What's like a a funny rookie story or a funny story with Shaq, that team with Shaq now, or just a funny story that you remember just coming to the league, like uh, Katie told us a story where uh, him and James Harden and Westbrook was on the same team, and mm -hmm. Nate Robinson got on the team and stole James Harden's car while he was in practice and parked it around the corner, started <laughs> taking pictures, ghost riding the whip <laughs> and stuff, and James came out extra mad, and that was like the first controversial moment that they team had. Like, what's like a funny story? I know y'all got some. With Shaq, one funny story is when him and Riles got into it, everybody know, you know what I'm saying, before Shaq ended up leaving. That Riley? Yeah, you know, he wrote about it, I think, in his book. Before he ended up leaving us and going to Phoenix, him and Riles had got into it. So uh, it was like face-to-face, -face, you know, confrontation. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of talking back and forth. And, you know, nobody wasn't backing down. And, you know, me being the stand-up guy I am, you know what I'm saying? I, I just stepped in the middle. I was like, come on, big fella, man. You just go ahead, big fella. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Man, I ain't never had a man push me like I was a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> he just moved you out the way. No, I ain't going to hit him. Fuck that. <laughs> Bro, I flew about five feet. And at that point, I said, man, I ain't going back. I ain't gonna, that ain't my fight. I'm out of there. I ain't got it. You ain't going to be pushing on me like that, big fella. And it was too easy for you to push on me like that. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. When I got yeah. to the league, I was a buck 95 soaking wet. Man, I was I was 230 at that time. That Every man pushed me like a little boy. Every time I Shaq, it hurt. Man, I was 230, man. Like I was 230, right D-Miles. That man pushed me out of the way like a little boy. <laughs> you can imagine what he would have did to Pat. <laughs> 
Man, great day. That that was funny. With me and D Wade, oh man, we got a lot of funny stories, man. We got a lot of funny stories. But I remember one time somebody had stole his car. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a chain in the car. Oh, so he told me he finally found out somebody stole his car. So I said, hey, listen, you want me to find out what's going on? You know, this, that, and the third. So I get a phone call. So my homeboy tell me, okay, such and such, we find out where the chain at. We find out where the car at. Ask D-Wade, he want the chain in it, whatever, whatever. So I come to D-Wade. I say, listen, man, my homeboy's found out who got the chain. I think he found the car. That's what happened. He found the car, but he didn't get his jury back. So I had found out where the jury was at. So I say, listen, man, my homeboy's found out where your jury at. Where you want your jury back? He was like, yeah, okay. I was like, cool. I said, I'm going to get the jury back. I said, but listen, I don't know. Like, however they get it back is how they get it back. Nah, 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 I don't want it back. 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 Yeah, you know, yeah, you will. I don't want it back. You ain't we don't we don't want it back. Cool on that. Yeah, we don't want it back. We don't want it back. But yeah, that that was real funny. But I mean, we got a tons of stories, man. That's my dog, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, like I say, D-Wade's like a brother to me, man. He called me five in the morning, man. I ain't asking no questions. I'm there. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's just a relationship we got. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I tell you, I get along with a lot of Chicago people, man. I don't know. <laughs> For real, man. It be natural, man. It just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it, it do get, it be natural. He from Chicago. You from Miami. Y'all been on a long journey, and like mm -hmm. y'all just became brothers mm -hmm. from being with this organization for so long, winning championships, having the up and down years, having the whole change, and mm -hmm. you look around, and the only person they can you see is each other. Mm -hmm. Tell us the relationship you like that brotherhood and how it grew when the first time you met D Way to where it is now. So uh, the first time we met was spending that whole summer together, you know, working out with the Heat getting ready for summer league. You know, obviously they got guys coming in, getting ready to play summer league. So, you know, we pretty much spent that whole summer together working out. You know what I'm saying? Going to the gym together. And Q know how the off-season workout schedule is. You know what I'm saying? So in the morning, we'll be the track. We'll be conditioning. After that, we will end up to the gym. We'll be weight room and then on the court workouts. After weight room and on the court workouts, we'll go play pickup. Yeah. At that time, we'll go play pickup. We'll play at the arena. And then later on that afternoon, we'll probably go play at Alonzo Morning's youth center. That, yeah, that was yeah, over time. Center. So we played a lot of basketball and hung out a lot, a lot together. Both of us had kids at a young age. We both under, we had a lot in common. Both of us had kids already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a son. He had a son. You know what I'm saying? My son's actually a little older. You know, both our mothers, you know, had struggles as kids with, you know, different things that they had to go through. So we related on that level and our mothers end up actually, you know, bonding on a, on a lot of different levels and being good friends over some of the things that they dealt with. So she ended up befriending my mother, you know, but before my mother passed. So, you know, that was another thing that, you know, was different for me because our relationship went beyond just me and him. You know, our mothers actually made a bond. And before my mother passed away, I know Mrs. Wade was a real good friend to her. Yeah. So, you know, it was just so many things that we bonded on so many levels and we had a lot of success together. And man, regardless of how we both translate the way we get to the success, we both work hard and try to get to the same goal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We just do it differently. And the thing about having good friends in this world, and we all understand that, like I said, Q was being from Chicago when I first met him and how we vibe is to understand that people going to be different, man. Everybody ain't going to be like you, but right. you got to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't going to be like you. Everybody ain't going to talk like you. Everybody ain't going to act like you. Mm. 
just understanding that first about him, then he understood that about me, but understand that regardless of that, we different, you know what I'm saying? We come from a lot of similar things and we got similar goals in life. So that was just natural for us, man. Like I sit here with y'all today and me and Q ain't played together in a few years and I ain't seen you in a few years, but when we bump into each other, it's always love. You know right what I'm saying? It's always love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You pick up where you left off and that's how you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't see somebody for a few weeks, a couple of days and they start acting funny, then I mean, you know what that is. Exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't feel no type of way because I don't. So yeah. if you do, then what's up with you though? Right. <laughs> what's your, like, what's your, you know what I mean? Where you at with it? Because yeah. I'm, I'm good. We Gucci still, as long as I know. Yeah, straight up. Basically, we all peers, but like you, like one of the last one of us left, like a real gatekeeper. I, mm -hmm. I feel like in the game, like you stretch all the way to, you know what I'm saying, to early 2000s, to, you know, to what these guys is playing in the league now. Like, mm -hmm. that, those are basically the real guys they grew up watching. And then you played with a lot of the guys that these guys are, you um, know, that are OGs now. Can I see this? Of course, Okay, brother. I didn't want to cut you out. No, I've, been, course, I've, been keeping, I've been eyeing it for a minute. That's what <laughs> I've been saying. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Sure I'll You're but, sitting here looking. Yes, sir. Yeah, let me, let me, yes, to still being here though. Cheers to still being here. Word you know up. what I'm saying? Living life, cause you know what I'm saying? We all know where we come from is crazy. True story. You know, so we here. But like speaking on that, being like, like I said, you one of the real last OG gatekeepers that, that you know, you can say when you first came in, it wasn't even NBA headbands and everything yet. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the game was a lot different. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of mm -hmm. turning the corner to where you had a lot of guys coming straight out of high school and yeah. you had that wave coming through. But mm -hmm. it was still a, 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 a older league than it is now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The rules and the way things were, <clears throat> the way people played, the interpretation of who yeah. was a real tough guy and you know, yeah. things like that was like different. You're legit center now. Yeah, I know, right? And, <laughs> and, and uh, a legit enforcer though, like, you know, yeah. we don't we don't we don't call names or do things like that on here. But I'm just saying speaking to Yeah, it'd be just some, speaking it'd to be the, some tomfoolery going exactly, on. Exactly. Just speaking to the <laughs> fabric of it it'd now. It'd be some tomfoolery going on, man. As opposed to then to where you know we like I brought up Big Cat the other day. Like he was legit. <laughs> like, can we please just talk about this for a second, bro? Like how at certain times like Spo would turn to him and want to put him in the game and would look he at him. He can't put him in like, He would tell him to like, I want to put you in the game, but I I know you're gonna do something. And he had a meeting one time in the meeting. He told the big cat, "You gotta stop. <laughs> like, I can't play because you, you keep fucking people up. He can't keep hey, doing that." Big cat, was big cat boy. I played with him in Portland. Big cat was <laughs> listen, listen. Now, and I was young, dumb, and I was trying to fight Big Cat one time when he was in Charlotte. I, you know, I ain't gave a damn. Man, I was ready to square accent. off with Big Cat. Man, Big Cat hands big as this table. <laughs> if Big Cat hits you, yeah. if Big Cat hits hands. you or grab you, hands, <laughs> case closed. Hey, if Big Cat hits you or grab yeah. you, case closed. Your best bet is to strike hard and strike fast. Because Big Cat hands is huge, man. Yeah. You're going to have to come with it. Yeah, man. man. He's <laughs> one of the funniest dudes I know, man. He's one of the funniest Back. guys I know, man. To this day, man, we and Big Cat still have fun when we see each other. He's a funny story. dude. He's a funny story. dude. LeBron came. Mm -hmm. Bosh came. Mm -hmm. And we talked to D-Wade about this story. Mm -hmm. Only person I knew that was going to be definitely included was you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Outside of Brian and Bosh. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that summer when all that happened went down for y'all was built to win well, championships? You know, the Heat didn't have money for me that summer. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was actually about to leave. 
you know, I was on my way down to the arena, you know, to have a sit down with Pat, you know, because at that time all he had to offer was a minimum contract after, you know, they had so many guys, those all those guys coming in. At that time I was in the prime of my career, you know what I'm saying? I had other offers. So it was like I think around forty something million from from Denver at that time. So, you know, not to take that and to play for the minimum, whatever, I think it was one point five at that time, whatever. That's crazy. And I'm still in my prime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was on my way down to sit down with Pat and basically say, you know, thank you. And I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity when nobody believed in me, you know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't get here today without y'all. So as I exited the freeway, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if me and D-Wade was texting or if I called him. But, you know, it was more like, you know, my boy, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're going to always vibe, but, you know, I probably got to move on from here. So as I pull up to the arena, you know, I get a call from my agent, you know, the late, great, you know, Henry Thomas, another a mentor that I've yeah. been blessed to have, you know, in my life. He tells me, you know, just wait a second, you know, before you go in to see Pat. Because, you know, it was it was that time I was really ready to look Pat in the face and be like, man, I, I love you guys. I appreciate it. But, you know, I felt I, I felt that was the right thing to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If I was going to move on, you know, to do it like that. Hank hit me and was like, just chill for a second. Don't go in Pat's office. Like, you know, give me a second. We might have a deal. So D-Wade get on the phone. He called Bron. He called CB. And he tell these guys, listen, you know, we about to lose this piece. You know, he can be, you know, real instrumental into us winning these championships that we shooting for. So he told all those. I don't know how the numbers worked out or how they got, how he did it. But everybody took a less piece than the max just to make a little money for me. You know, it still was less than what I was offered. I think I ended up signing for 20 instead yeah. of 40 something. But, you know, for me to have the opportunity to play with those guys, yeah. you know, in my city. And when San Francisco. Yeah, for you like yeah. That, and it so showed a lot of solid. respect because at that, that time I ain't, I ain't no Bron and I ain't no CB. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I knew was D-Wade, but I guess the respect that they had for me as a competitor yeah. from a competitive standpoint, yeah. you know, was enough for them to say, yeah, we need this guy. This guy can help us. That was big for me because, you know, these guys are all-stars. These guys are top players in the league and yeah. we don't have no and relationship, they want you to play but they them. want me to play with them. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, you know, I took that a certain way and, and you know, I, ain't, I wanted to make good on that. When me and Q came out, we got drafted. Mm -hmm. We got the opportunity to go to Zoe Summer Groove. Yes, sir. So we came down here to Miami, and, you know, we kicking it and so forth on. And, you know, we down here a couple of days early before mm -hmm. the groove. Young boys. Mm -hmm. We run into Trick Daddy and Coconut Grove. Mm -hmm. Trick Daddy told me, he said, man, I just watched you on the McDonald's game, man. You was dunking that thing out, man. What y'all boys doing? We like, nothing, man. We trying to go out with us. He said, oh, no, boy, y'all can go with us, man. It was him and his brother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah, man, we going to go to Coco's. Yes, sir. I said, what? Yes, he said, Coco. Yes, he said, man, be ready, man. We going right to pull one, up. Yes, this is when the excursions right on just 119th. came out. Word. Remember when them excursions just came yeah. out, them long yeah. boys, yeah. them big yeah. boys? Yeah. So Coco Daddy came and picked us up. This the first, this is like one of the first people we get a chance to be around in Miami. The this before the like man. all the players come down the and man. we even start the weekend. Yeah. The Trick Daddy come pick us up. Mm-hmm. Then like I said, he didn't know me from Sam. Me or Q from Sam. He just knew mm -hmm. we was just on the draft and mm -hmm. I was just in the McDonald's game. And saw picked us up, took us to Coco. We sat in there and we kicked it. In Coco, he dropped us off. Man, I'm talking about I had a good night with Trick Daddy. What do Trick Daddy like mean that's, to you? That's how double is. City? That's how double is, man. He he the mayor, you know what I'm saying? That's how double is. That's how he treats you. I've known Trick since I was 18. You know, I'm 38 now. So I've known Trick over 20 years, man. And when I see Trick all the time, it's all love. Like yeah. I said, like, you know what I'm saying? We just pick up where we left off at. And I ain't, I ain't surprised he showed y'all love like that, man. That's... 
Like, you know what I'm saying? He take pride in being from this city, man. And when people come down here, he want everybody to have a good experience down here. You yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly what he said. He said, he wait a minute. Y'all boys ain't never been to Coco. Yeah, he want everybody to have a good <laughs> experience down here, man. I ain't never been to Coco. Yeah, but... he want everybody to enjoy themselves and enjoy the city, man. Just, you know, understand it's a bridge and it's the other side of the bridge yeah, when you was, come down yeah, here. Like you said. Yeah, it just understand. Free, it's, yeah, it's two sides of this, man. Man, Q was rookie. We didn't have no money. We just got drafted a month ago. We didn't really have no money. We had some little change. But not no money, money. And fast forward, and he like, took us in there and just showed us a good time and just and like, like, like now we know that it was the you know like the hood or whatever. But yeah. you couldn't have told us that it was all love up in there. He yeah, had, man, he had all that's the how love. Because you, you, you good with double, man, and that's how it's supposed to be, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like double gonna always show love, man. And when love is showed back, you know what I'm saying? I think it's the people that get confused that Miami and South Beach ain't is two different places. Some people get that confused, like yeah. you can't act over across this bridge how you act on South Beach. Yeah. You come on to this side of town, you come on a certain side of town, you got to act a certain way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? South Beach is South Beach and Miami is Miami. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And if you're from here, you know the difference. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, I ain't, I ain't been to South Beach until I got in the NBA. Yeah. I had never crossed that bridge and seen what was over there, them clubs, the water, yeah. all that that they was doing <laughs> over there. My yeah, and I had never been over there until I got an NBA. We used to go to Hollover Beach. That's where all, you know what I'm saying, the black people we used to go to Hollover Beach. That's where yeah. we, you know, you get over there, you got the grills out on the thing, jet skis, everybody vibing. That was the beach we went to. We didn't yeah. go to South Beach. So I ain't yeah. never go over there until I got an NBA. Right. You came from Miami, from the bottom to the top, man. You, you done seen, you done dreamed about being a, a Heat player and became a Heat player, became a champion. They say Wade County, but like, man, we look at you as like the mayor too, mm -hmm. like Trick Day, like you yeah. like a, a mayor too, not just for the Miami Heat, but for the streets. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. seeing your growth, like everybody yeah. come to you. Let's talk about like how, how you give back to the community yeah. and, and the things that you do around Miami for Mr. the people Miami. to appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, speak, to do yeah. Like speak, your home. Yeah, me and D-Wade, we figured it out. We, you know, like I said, we talk about the bridge, so I let him have South Beach. Yeah. Everything crossed the other side that that belonged to me. Straight up. <laughs> so that's how that's how we worked that out. And we happy with that. We're we happy with that structure. That structure right works for us. So you know, that's what that's how we do that. But um, you know, my mother struggled with drug addiction and, you know, homelessness and just a lot of different things. So when I got to this point, you know, I was blessed to have somebody step in my life with my stepmother Barbara and then, you know, my father being there, but it took help from somebody to step in and fill a, a gap for a little while, you know. God willing, you know, my mother cleaned herself up and became an example of somebody who, you know, I always look up to and respect and was inspired by and, you know, probably the strongest person I know. But I was raised and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for somebody's help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I was put in a position to help people. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of started out with, you know, just giving, giving, just giving. I had a family friend that passed away. So, you know, we kind of took our kids in and was giving. And then I started doing things for the church. And then I started a foundation, you know, and now we have a reading, writing program. We partner with grandparents, raising grandkids. And then the next phase for me was providing jobs. Because yeah. now it's like, if I give you some money, it's gone in a little while. Yeah. Or if I die today, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people ask why I got, you know, the businesses and why this and why that. You know, you could have did anything. It's like, okay, but these businesses that I got into provide jobs, provide opportunities. So, you know, I don't have people that done went to school with me. I don't have people that, you know, grew up with my pops. I don't have my homeboy sister. Like, you know what I'm saying? I done did things like that. So they can grow, you know, without me. You know, you don't even need me. You work, you know what I'm saying? You put yourself in a position to grow in these situations without my help. So, yeah. you know, that was the reason why I was able to get into those things. But... 
you know, for me, man, it's like I don't went all the way around the world to France just to be back here, man. They got to mean something. You know what I'm saying? I got to do something with that opportunity. You know, I was at my grandma's house the other day. You know, I sat down with my grandma for about an hour. Then I went in the backyard, and I was looking at the court that I used to play at, you know, as a kid, man. And, you know, I just remember, you know, them battles me and my cousin used to have back there. And then, you know, it was a small court. And then if you got good enough to beat people on a small court, then a little bit further down, you go into court with the grown-ups. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, you work your way yeah, up. Yeah, you know, how, and that, you know, that court down there had dice games, all that down there, you know, right. we stayed on the other court, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That court down there had a little more action, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just remember all that. So, like I told you, you know, people only know, these kids only know what they see every day, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I only knew what I was around every day. So now I done made it out and I see different things. I just want these kids to know that there's something else out there for them yeah. if they willing to work for it and just sacrifice a little bit. Because I ain't telling you not to have no fun, yeah. but just not the fun that's going to get you killed, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Not the fun that's going to get you put in jail, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Not that kind of fun. fun. You can go home and have a good yeah, night's sleep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, I think the kid's losing that, you know what I'm saying? Because either you scared to have fun because you can't let your guard down, you don't want to look soft. Or, you know what I'm saying, you ain't having no fun because you the one out there gooning. So you can't smile about nothing because you on you on thug mode, you know what I'm saying, 24-7. Right. You know at breakfast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Game banging on breakfast. Yeah, you feel me? So, you <laughs> know, the kids, the kids missing out on the opportunity to have fun from both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we used to have fun. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, you know it was certain situations where, you know, you had to be on point a little more than other situations, man. But at the end of the day, you and your homeboys had fun. They can't have no fun no more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't have no fun. To be able to stand here today, 16 years in, and just everything you accomplished, like you the all-time leading rebounder for the Miami Heat. After going undrafted, going to France, having to come in and kick down the back door, they got to give you a statue or something, your jersey mm -hmm. going up, and like this your crib. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you did it. You put on for your city, literally. I mean, it feels good, man. Like you said, coming through the back door, you know, not being drafted. You know, I speak on my mother a lot. And like I said, she was the strongest person I know. You know what I'm saying? To come from, you know, what she had to come from to build, you know, the, the brand that she had to build for herself before she passed away. So, like, I done seen so many struggles, man. Ain't nothing been easy for me. Like, I ain't never really been given nothing. So I've developed an unbelievable you know what I'm saying, resilience and grit in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, not only just growing up, but, or in my situation, but just watching so many homeboys pass away, man. Like, I got a closet with rest in peace t-shirts that I keep, you know what I'm saying, as my homeboys, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the stack bigger than, than it need to be, yeah. right? you know what I'm saying? So, like, I done seen everything but the win, man. So, I'm one of them people, man, that, you know, I'm here today, but man, it ain't down show because things have went my way but yeah. more majority of the time, man. So, you know, but I was always told by my mom, you know what I'm saying, what the Lord got for you is for you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can't envy nobody else's situation. You know what I'm At saying? All. What the Lord yeah, got right. for you is for you. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of those people that I understand that I got to get it the hard way. Mm, yeah. And I've become accustomed to that. So I don't even want it the easy way no more. Like, yeah. I don't. Don't even get it to me. Because you know I mean? that ain't what I'm used to. Yeah. If you start giving me shit, I'm going to start questioning. Like, hold on, what this shit attached to? What you want, <laughs> what you want from me? Straight up. Like, what right, you trying? Right. Like, nah, why you giving me something? What you trying yeah. to be slick? Like, what? Yeah. Ooh, like nah, you know what? I pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I ain't even used to getting nothing easy, man. So, 
like I said, man, to have to go through all that and to still be here today, man, it's a story to tell, man, but not just a story to tell just to tell it to get praise for it, but a story to tell to be an example for these shorties out here, man. Like, I don't walk around with no security, man. A shorty want to come up to me and we could talk, man. You come up to me, we have a conversation. Yeah. And I go over town, I go in the city, I go to Open Locker, man. My face clean everywhere out here. So, like, for me, you know what I'm saying, I just want to continue to be an inspiration because I know I got a story to tell that can help and inspire somebody. If somebody asked me what I'd have been here today, I couldn't have told them, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm doing this, and I don't know what I would have been doing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I ain't had no backup plan. Word. You know, people ask me what you majored in in college, I'd be like, basketball. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Because that's what I went for. We I ain't did. saying I wasn't trying to do my schoolwork, but if you ask me what I signed, I signed a basketball scholarship. That's why they brought me here. Word. Yeah. They ain't brought me here to be a biologist. Yeah. They ain't brought me here to be a, a mathematician. They brought me here to play basketball. So when people say, yeah, you know what you do, that, uh, yeah, I've majored in basketball. You got your degree yet? Not yet. I'm going to get it. But until I get it, I have a lot of people that work for me that have their degree. And I appreciate them. Yeah. Because right. I understand what I'm good at and I understand what they good at. Yeah. That's important too. You know what I'm saying? You got to surround yourself with the right people as well. You know what I'm saying? That's very, that's more important than anything. Coming from where we come from, we know the reality of surrounding yourself with the wrong people can get you kicked. Straight up. Facts. You know what I'm Straight saying? Up. So if you understand that at a young age, then you should now show know that as a grown-up. Definitely hey. should. When you came up, when you was in high school, who was the players that you was looking at? You know, I was always under the wing of the OGs, man. Yeah. Some shape, form, or fashion. Some shape, form, I was always under the wing of the OGs, man. Even, you know, as a youngster, you know, I always hung with older people. You know what I'm saying? I kind of gravitated to my brother's friends. That yeah. was more than my friends. You know well, what I'm saying? Yeah. I was bigger than everybody that I probably, would, you know, was hanging out with anyway. So... I just came up under that, man. That's probably why I'm so good, you know, with the young guys now, man. It's because I always came up with the, under the OGs, man. And I still go to the barbershop on Fridays, man, and we get $5 Coronas and talk shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and you, man, you'll walk out of the. You'll so walk many out, web gyms. Man, listen, you'll walk out of the barbershop fulfilled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fulfilled with knowledge and, and you know, everything. everything, man. So I still enjoy doing that, man, because, you know what I'm saying? They sitting back there, you know, you got people sitting in the black pan, dominoes, you know what I'm saying? You got the music playing, you discussing sports, you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, it's just funny to hear some of the opinions of the OGs sometimes, right. man, when they talking. They know they know every goddamn thing, but you can't tell them nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got all the sense. So, you know, I still enjoy doing that, man. That's fun for me. Yeah, was there anybody in the league that you looked up to? Yeah. That, that you was like, man, I like that game. And yeah, I man. Be like know. that. Yeah. Even though you, your game might not be like that, yeah, but you yeah, wanted yeah, it to yeah, be like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, for me, watching NBA basketball, you know, I was all about watching guys that win. I always enjoyed watching, you know, Magic how he was able to do everything on the basketball court and how he helped, you know, move the needle and winning. And when Kareem was out of Magic, had to play center and went down there in the yeah. paint and, I don't know. I can't remember his exact numbers, but he sky hooked on the death. Yeah, yeah, sky hooked on the death. Against Philadelphia, sky hooked the death down there, man. Yeah, sky hooked the death. So you know, guys like that. You know what I'm saying? Bird. You know what I'm saying? How he was able to get down, man. But you know, one of my favorite players, I would say now. You know, today in the game today, and it's just because I had a chance to up close see it. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, I thought I worked hard, but I didn't know the medical side of it and educate myself on this. You know how hard Brian mm -hmm. worked. 
Mm-hmm. You know, how hard Braun worked to keep his body right, how hard Braun worked to still stay at a high level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, you know, it was just hit the gym every day, hit the weight room, you know what I'm saying? But it's a science to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, he helped me understand that science to it, just watching him and being around him. Yeah. You know, it's been a lot of different players on a lot of different levels, man. The thing for me is I can't say I have one favorite, but I have a lot of different guys that I've been around that have been able to give me something yeah. that's helped me be who I am today. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Gary Payton, yeah. you know what I'm saying, with the defense and can't forget how much shit GP talk. He don't stop talking shit. He probably talking shit about somebody right now. Right, right about now. About something. Right He's now. selling out right <laughs> now. Out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously, you know, big fella, you know, Shaq, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. is You know, always, he always, you know, uplifted his teammates. You know, when I played with him, you know, he was always somebody that kept it light, but he was always somebody that breathed life into you and gave you the ultimate com- you know, confidence. Like we played for you know the Clippers. Like yeah. He showed us nothing but love. Yeah, like he was always brother. somebody that breathed life into you and gave you confidence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, Zoe, you know what I'm saying? The, the straight up work part of it. In the gym, in the weight room before at practice, in the weight room after practice. Yeah. Brian Grant, you know what I'm saying? Another Brian worker. Brian Grant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Eddie Jones. Let's not forget, shout out Eddie for a lot of them. Broward County, man. Had a chance to play with him. So all these guys I had a chance to play with had something that I was able to say, damn, you know, that's a quality that I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to be able to implement all those qualities and still be who I am just helps me relate to this next generation. Because, man, if I didn't have those qualities, I wouldn't understand these Thundercats, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. I want to talk about that. I feel like all teams need that veteran presence of a of a real genuine veteran. I mean, outside of you, a lot of these teams, you look at their veterans, they got five and six years. They got four and five years, and they came in at 19, so they still young men. They ain't even grew mm-hmm. into, a, you know what I'm saying, to a real mature. Because, yeah. you know, we all thought we was grown-ass men at yeah. 21, 22. We and we, we now is. know that we were far from it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So far, it's like far. you got – in some scenarios, not all, but in some scenarios, you got young, immature kids leading other young, immature kids. Facts. You know, the relationship and the chemistry we, mm-hmm. you have with those guys, with all of them, and it's a genuine, yeah. great chemistry. They look up to you, and they listen to you, and they, you know what I'm saying, you got them the right mm-hmm. way. And like you said, you you got the type of personality where anybody who know anything about you know you about that if you got to be. But that's not what drives you. Yeah. That's not what you, you know what I'm saying, you respond yeah. accordingly. yeah. 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 So everybody know you with the business, but like same time they know that like you got wisdom to bestow yeah. and like you a good person. So just just from that standpoint, talk about your relationship with the young guys and and how you work with them. What type of value you get out of that and the I mean, appreciation you get from doing that? It's just different now. You know what I'm saying? And we just we could take it a step further. Like I told you, like, you know, a lot of people grew up with, you know, a situation where maybe their father wasn't around, you know what I'm saying? But they had OGs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So sometimes even though he wasn't necessarily, you know what I'm saying, at the crib with you, you know what I'm saying? He was somebody that might have kept you out of trouble because he's seen something in you. Mm-hmm. So he'd be like, you you want to be somewhere you ain't supposed to be? Hey, take your little ass home. Here go $10. <laughs> right. I don't see you around here no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. You know what I'm saying? We always had those kind of OGs. You know, it's always good good to have somebody who's not having an intimidation factor of being your father mm-hmm. but somebody who you can listen to and that can kind of sway you in the right direction and you value their opinion so for me yeah opinion. you know what I'm saying so for me I'm saying I could talk that talk with them boys all day long and I ain't coming at them as a coach but what you got to understand is everybody is different so you got to deliver your message different mm-hmm. some people you could cuss out and they could take it some people you cuss out and they go in the shell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to get to know everybody, man, because everybody different, man. So that takes time understanding who you're dealing with with these young dudes, man. Yeah. A lot of young boys be fragile. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them be fragile. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them be fragile. So you got to understand that moving forward, man, because you want to get the best out of them. You don't want them to dislike you. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. I got three rings. Every time I grab a rebound, that's a record. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a new record. I grab one, that's a record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, so for me, you know what I'm saying? I just, you know what I'm saying? I want to see these boys have success, man. You know what I'm saying? Every time I grab a rebound, that's a record. Oh, I'll be yelling that too. That's a record. That's a record. You know what I'm saying? So that's a bar. Yeah, for me, I just want them boys to have success, man. So I like my emotions go up and down with them boys while they on the court, man. And the things that we working on, I work with them before practice, I work with them after practice. Because to me, that's like my game. That's why I get my my fulfillment mm -hmm. is working with them and practicing with them and going through stuff with them. And then when we step on the court, you know, I want to see that stuff manifest, man. But like I said, we had OGs, man. And I just feel like you know, it's not too many OGs, like you said, in the NBA right, right. now, man. It's not. And they need that because a lot of these kids, like you said, when we grew up sometimes, you might not have had a father figure, but you had an OG. When you in this NBA life, man, your daddy can't tell you nothing about being an NBA player. Nope. When, you in, when you in this NBA life, man, your daddy can't tell you about being an NBA Facts. player. And he don't all. know that. He, he don't know. Don't know that lifestyle. You don't know. And ain't nobody could prepare you for that. Nobody. Not not nobody except somebody that done been there and that's been in it. And if he's with you every day, on you every day, in your ear every day, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You can't help but if it's especially if it's somebody like me that's coming with, you know, not only the knowledge but the credentials to back it up. Yeah. I ain't coming to you on no sucker shit. I'm on that. I ain't no coach. I, I'm one of y'all. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what's best for you, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? These dudes, trust me, man. I look them in the eye all the time. I say, if you trust me, listen, you bullshitting tonight. Stop yeah. bullshitting. Yeah. And it's just a championship level a way to talk to these boys, man. Oh, so like I said, just understanding these dudes, man, you got to understand how you can get, how you get that message across to everybody because everybody yeah. different, man. Real talk. When you know that ball saying? go up, shit get real. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I always took the mentality, man, like everything I took personal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying on the basketball court. Everything I took Everything. personally. Yeah, man. I, if it wasn't a chip out there on my shoulder, I'd find me one. Yeah. Just to be motivated. You know what I'm saying? Just like he that ain't too. lying. <laughs> I was just he like that too. Boss. I'll find something. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why, that's, just so that's, I can be competitive. They used to call me they angry. They, do no shortcuts. Man, they used to call me angry. What's that? Like, angry black man. Angry, angry something, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you played with a lot of players. Like, I had to be, man. I had to be angry. You played like with that. a lot of players and you've seen a lot of basketball coming up through the rankings and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Who was like that one person that you was like, it was like a walking bucket? Like every time you seen him, he was like, man, he scored like, with the best of them. God bless his soul, Rasul Butler. Bob used to get buckets. Yes, he did. I remember he, he'll sit a whole quarter with the heat and stand and put him in. It's like pop, pop, pop. Mid post, <laughs> pop. Three, pop. One yeah, dribble pull up, pop. Like he was just like a quick bucket. Like not even need yeah. no warm up. I always had to get warm. I ain't never been nobody just you <laughs> right. put me in after three quarters of not playing. I'm just finna be the microwave Vinny Johnson. Like That's you know true. what I'm saying? Ross, like Bop was a bucket. Rasul Butler was one of them dudes like like you too. Every time I seen him, mm -hmm. it was right back where we left off. He was mm -hmm. like a good, just a good mm -hmm. dude. Mm -hmm. Great dude. He Great was dude. always. Like breaking up confusion, like yeah. nah, we ain't on that. Like yeah. he was yeah. always Great just dude. like a, Great a dude. good dude. Good dude, man. Oh, I, I enjoyed him, man. Boy, I, man. I got some time to spend with him. We you know, obviously when he was here, we hung out a lot. And like you said, you know, anytime you here and you hanging out and you good, like yeah. I had that relationship with him, and we had that same relationship when I went out to Philly. You know, I spent yeah. some time hanging out in Philly, and then he took me in, and I met his family, and it's just the same thing, man. So when you think about, you know, I, I've seen a lot of guys that's been able to do it. John Wallace, we talked about John. He was Just an instant up. buck, quick, 
John you know what I'm saying? Wallace. Even when he was older, even when book is like that, John Wallace should get. He buckets. was a buck, like quick on your ass. But whatever you want, he like I said, he talking about Lo talking shit. Him and Lo talk shit all day, and they get into that. Come on, son, you garbage, son. Every time they garbage, see son, you each know other. what? You know it, son. And well, they get into that leave, shit. They talking shit to each other. I don't know what Lo had on. Now at the practice, they got to play. Now at the practice, they got to play one on one for an hour and a half. You garbage, son. You know it, son. You know it. I've been giving you buckets. <laughs> like, you, That's so, yeah, that was always funny. What do you think about, about bro with the braids? Because you the original braid guy. You, you stay yeah. with the straight backs. I know you cut yeah, them off. You, yeah. you, you ever coming back? And what, yeah. what do you bro, think bro, of D-Wade yeah, with bro, the braids? Bro, 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 one last dance, come with a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I told him he going he to pull up in a, with a red, do, uh, red with the motorcycles, red do, got, Ducati. Do, Ducati with a leather jacket in a week. <laughs> Do rag on. Let me pull up with a red Ducati riding a motorcycle in a week, boy. And the one thing I always respected about D man, he always been with whatever it was he wanted to do, fashion wise. Yeah, one day I told him, I say, man, how hard we criticize. One day I pull him to the side, I say, man, don't nobody never tell you no. <laughs> you said no. Nah. Hey, bro. One time, I, say, I'm, I, I, I think it was after he. Because you might fire their ass if you think they do. One of them. It was doing the big three era. He wore one of them things. Well, I think it was like some pink or some salmon mm-hmm. pants. Some of them things was so tight. I hit him after the game. I say, "Come on, there, dog. What's you?" He said, "Hold on. This what he hit me back with." He said, "Y'all." I do this because I can. Listen, I, I ain't said, gonna lie. I, I ain't said, gonna lie. What you talking about? I ain't gonna lie. I done somewhat. Yeah, you changed fitted it up too. a little you bit. Not, you changed. I done bro. somewhat fitted up I a little bit. I saw you, you on changed. the way. Run away. Walked the away. The homeboys in the hood was, was telling us you changed, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That boy got fitted clothes and little tight little shirts. They don't be tight, man. They don't be tight no more. They young shirt, bro. It just be a little more fitted. Your pants be tight like nah. It just be a little. It just be a little fitted, man. That's all. It don't be tight like that, man. But like I said, man, he ain't never been afraid to try stuff fashion. Wise, you know what I'm saying? And that's why he's become so influential. You know, a lot of this stuff these boys doing now, I told him the other day, I said, I blame you, man. Yeah. They done took what you did and then went too damn far. <laughs> they done started where you started at and went too damn hey, far. listen, I don't know what to say about it these days. Nah, but man, good. you know what? I, I tell them, but you know what I'm saying? It's all fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, like I told you, man, outside of what, you know what I'm saying, they doing on the basketball court and when we got to certain situations, man, the kids are not allowed to have fun no more. So yeah. I see a lot of people having fun with the way they dressing and with their fashion and even with the music, man. Like the music we used to listen to was, you know, a lot more aggressive. Yeah. You know, this music they listen to, they can dance Party. and they do it's all lit. that. And, it's lit. You know what I'm saying? They doing all that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So. That's, they can have fun with they it. The music we listen to, that we weren't having, we weren't really dancing like that. Well, since you're saying about music, let me ask you this: If you stranded on the island and you only can have five albums, hmm. what would be your five albums? All eyes on me. Oh, Tupac. Tupac, definitely one. He got uh, the, okay. I see he got the hoodie on right now. With uh, on the <laughs> All eyes on me, definitely one. Get rich or die trying. Fifty Cent. Straight one. up. Ball. That was hard uh, on that drop. Book of Thugs, chapter AK, verse 47. That's my third one. That's the one I want. Book of Thugs, chapter AK, 37. Yes, Thug Motivation will be my next one. That's four, right? <laughs> yeah. Man law, right? Yes, sir. And, that's, and five, see, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I didn't really listen to too much New York music. 
you know, growing up. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really introduced until I got with the Miami Heat. So I would have to say Jay-Z, one of my favorite artists, is, and I, it's hard to pick an album. A black album? You know what I'm saying? Nah, because I would go for back further, you know, until... Reasonable Doubt? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I would go back to Reasonable Doubt. Blueprint? You know what I'm saying? The Blueprint is another one, but if I had to say my favorite, I would have to say Reasonable Doubt. Mm. I used to wake up to that, you know what I'm saying? I used to have, you know, back in the day when you had the old school DVD player. Yeah. I put the shit in there and set the alarm, and when that shit come on, it'd be reasonable doubt. Play, you know what I'm saying, the track, you know what I'm saying, skit. Yeah. And then it just come to start playing. Big man, big man. Yeah. Yeah. That shit come on, that shit take off, and I wake up and start my day to that. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Miami Heat got them Miami Vice jerseys. Like them some dope jerseys. They're one of the dopest yeah. jerseys in the league. Yeah. That's so crazy. That took off. The, that thing took off. Are the jerseys in the 90s better than the jerseys now? No. No. I think, you know, the jerseys now just allow a lot more creativity. I think the jerseys back then, you either had some cursive or just regular big, big ugly ass letters. You know, I think now, <laughs> I think now they just being a little more creative. You know, coming with way more color waves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Different sets of jerseys. The color waves is crazy. You know what I'm saying. And you know, when they dropped the Vice jersey, um, no mistaking who's on was the first one to sell out when them things hit the market. Let me ask you this. Showed me love, my city. They take care of me. Let me ask you this: When people ask, want your jersey. Do they be like, yeah, I want that vice one. I don't really want the, I don't <laughs> the regular. Like, like, when you give me one, give me that yeah, vice one. I've had requests for the vice jersey for <laughs> sure, for sure. Like, definitely. When them things hit the scene, everybody hit me up. And I'm like, damn, I don't really got, I guess they felt like I had the plug. And I do. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I get it for you, then, like, you ain't really supporting me. I'm supporting you. <laughs> like damn like you know what I'm saying so a lot of people ask for those vice jerseys but then I think they came out with like some shoes people had like Air Maxes that matched them out so you know what I'm saying it was a whole little movement man but the Heat did their thing with that though man, I ain't gonna lie he did their thing with that that Miami Vice thing went hard hey would you say better in the 90s or now Pat Riley ha <laughs> OG Pat hmm. that's a good question Pat's been great for a long time. Um, I would have to say now. Just getting better with it. Now, the time. yeah, he, because you know what? He ain't bored with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He probably more motivated now than he ever was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we all know what it is to be motivated. We all know how it feel to be motivated. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he's motivated to take, you know, this team and this organization back to a championship level, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't have a conversation without Pat without walking away with some sort of wisdom. In some shape, form, or fashion, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, you know, I've been so fortunate in this league. And that's why when people say about going and playing somewhere else, man, I just got things here that money came by. People talk about where you going for dinner tonight. I'd be like, I'm going to my stepmama's house. Where you going? Right. You know what I'm saying? How much you paying? Because whatever you paying for ain't going to be like what I'm finna eat tonight. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, I just it's just certain luxuries, man. It's a certain luxury to be able to sit down and, you know what I'm saying, before we before y'all came, you know what I'm saying, this, we sitting out here, guy. we at the gambling table. Can I tell yeah. them that? Yeah. It's my gambling table. We done moved it over. It's where the poker and the dice and all that go down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's fortunate. I'm fortunate to have the homeboys over and to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to have those moments. So, you know, for me, Man, money came by those things like that, man. man. It came by that. You know what I'm saying? My face good everywhere here. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Florida rappers, better in the 90s or better now? Now. Definitely now. You know, 
You know, I think Ross has taken it to another level. Yeah. You know, double first. You know, obviously Luke had that movement. You know, what I'm saying with the bass. But double you know be saying? considered the nineties because he came out in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, his best music was close to the late nineties, early two thousands when I was yeah. in college. Yeah, you know, Luke came out and he was saying he was like, he went to court, fought for freedom of speech. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Uncle Luke, man. That's Shout the homie. out to Uncle Luke. You know man, what I'm saying? They so, need to tell that story. Yeah, he 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 fought for freedom of speech, man. Went to court and put his reputation and put everything on the line so we could be able to say what we want to say yeah. on these tracks. Then we was always known for booty music and bass music, and then Trick took it to that next level with that thug music. And then we had Ross who grabbed the baton. He just took us to another level with the same type of music, but just a little more articulate with just how he doing things. Yeah, and now Ross we talking businesses. It. Now we talking, you know what I'm saying? You know, fast cars. Now we talking this, that, and the third. Now, Rose. So we just got guys that's just carrying the torch and just passing it along. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at City Girls, what they doing, the success that they having right now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, there's no City Girls without the success of Trina. Yeah. You know, the torch is being passed, man. Yeah. I'm just good to see that, man. There's a lot of little young dudes Ain't out JT here. JT Money from Florida? Yes, sir. JT Money was my guy. Yes, sir. JT Money was my guy. That right there is probably, if I'm being probably honest, that's probably my favorite rapper from JT Miami. JT Money, we used to bump that in St. Louis. He's probably like, my favorite rapper from Miami. St. Louis is like half country, half Midwest, mm -hmm. half West Coast. We, we like all over the place. If I'm not, man. if I'm being honest, he's probably my favorite rapper from Miami. We used to Miami. bump that JT We money. still bump JT, man, to this day. Straight up. To this day. JT definitely from Miami. That's the homie, too. You know, I have the opportunity Dang. to hang out with all of you. How you like, like the, the new kids, like Kodak Black? Yeah. I love Kodak. I love Kodak. If I was, if, when I listen to the new generation, Kodak is one of the ones I listen to. I don't listen yeah. to too many, but Kodak yeah. one of them. You know what I'm saying? I got I got mad love for Kodak, man. Kodak straight. And he love the Gators. You know, I'm a Gator, so you know <laughs> what I'm saying, man? I, I vibe with Kodak, man. My kids put me on that. They think I ain't supposed to listen to what they listen to, though, so... I probably, I, I play Kodak. I sneak and play Kodak. Yeah, straight <laughs> up, straight up. We appreciate you coming. Appreciate man, you having us. I appreciate y'all boys having me on here, man. man. Y'all asked me to be on here. I was excited, boy. I don't, you know, and, and, make it and be honest, man, I done, asked, I done been asked to be on a couple podcasts, bro. Outside of, like, podcasts for, like, the heat, where they asked me to do something for, like, yeah. a Sports Illustrated or something. I ain't done nobody else's podcast. This is the first podcast that I've done outside of, like, sports-related and stuff that I had to do for my job. Like, yeah, I was honored we, we to be on y'all boys' man. podcast. We wanna, like, we you know what I'm saying? We want to honor you, man, and, and show you the love that you deserve. Yeah. Like, you know, these folks don't know, like, the hard work you put in and, and yeah. how you came up and what you came through and, and how you represented a state that you've been living in your whole life. Literally got the tatted on my back. On every, every <laughs> literally, level. Literally got the state every on my level back. Every level of the game. So, and, you know. and, and like you said, man, real recognize real, man. Like, ain't nobody getting on this podcast to talk to no phonies and fakes, man. I ain't with all that. I got Straight better up. things to do. My son had a baseball game tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the respect that I got for y'all is beyond the game of basketball. And that's why, like, I'm here on this podcast doing this with y'all, man. Like, it's, it's love, bro. Like, it is what it is, man. Like, I respect that because it ain't like that out here in these days. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. You know how you yeah, We all know how it is out here, man. man so, you got you know, show up in there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's genuine, bro, and I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, sure, Yo, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Download, subscribe. Check us out. We out here. We getting it in. Knuckleheads. Yeah. The Players Tribune.com